Hello, Ampies. It's your girl, LaToya, recording an intro for you real quick uh, with her door closed, her fan off, and her window closed, all to give you that clean, clean audio during a heat wave in Los Angeles. You're welcome. Oh my God, it's so hot. And speaking of the heat wave, you have that, and I guess, well, my birthday to blame for the delay on this episode. Shame on you, heat wave. Shame on you. Um, so I'm just going to let you know what's happening in these two episodes of The Vampire Diaries that we're watching today. Uh, Katarina and The Sacrifice, episodes 9 and 10 of season 2. Um, IMDb has some long dis- uh, episode descriptions this time, so I'm just going to stop once it gets to the ellipses, the dot, dot, dot. So we all have to figure out what happens after that, I guess. Um, so in Katarina... Elena puts herself in a dangerous position as she searches for the truth about Catherine's past and what her future may hold. Knowing that Stefan would never agree to her plan, Elena, dot, 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 no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, you gotta trim the fat, IMDb. Also, Elena putting herself in a dangerous position. Sounds like she wants the D. Um, and the sacrifice. Alina decides to take matters into her own hands and offers a tempting incentive to Rose for her help. When things take an unexpected turn, however, Rose calls on Damon to deal with the dot dot dot. Well, there you have it. What's going to happen in these episodes? You have to listen to find out. And find out which of us hated Katarina. The answer will not surprise you. Without further ado, The Empire Diaries. <laughs> Welcome to the Empire Diaries. We know the risk, but we had to podcast. I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today we are talking about episodes 9 and 10 of season 2 of the Vampire Diaries, Katarina and The Sacrifice. And going into today's episode uh, recording, we just have to pull the bandaid off and talk to Jill about her feelings on these episodes, which are that she hated them. I do not like these episodes at all. (laughs) (laughs) You tried to pretend like, oh, I didn't hate them. And now you're like, yeah, I did not like them at all. I didn't didn't like them. Um, They had like, there were maybe three scenes that I liked. (laughs) Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, But yeah, sorry. (laughs) Look, look, I respect it. We got to get into it, I guess. Uh, let's let's get into it. Like, what's for Katarina? I feel like it was very flashback heavy. So I could, I knew you were not going to be a fan. Yeah, I did not like that one. All of the scenes that I liked were in um, the sacrifice. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to find some stuff that maybe you can say positive things about in these episodes. <laughs> well, now I'm just going to ask your opinions on the scenes about how much you hate all of them. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, Latoya, how do you feel about these episodes? I mean, they're enjoyable. They're not as intense as like the past few episodes, which is, is actually fine. I'm 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 ready for like a, a cool down mm. because you know the show will of course pick that up very quickly again anyway, so a little break is nice. Um the next episode I just looked introduces a character I fucking hate. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that though. Oh my <laughs> 
<laughs> fun, fun, fun. <laughs> and uh, Morgan, how did you feel about these episodes? Like initially, when you first watched them, I guess. I mean, I think I think I thought they were fine initially. I, I really like Elena's kind of uh, like realization and her desire to kind of like take charge of her own destiny. Especially in the, uh, like, I mean, honestly, in both of them, I think that's, like, the main through line of the two. Uh, but they have a lot of Jeremy Bonnie, which is, um, for me, not so good. So You guys are loving the Jeremy Bonnie. <laughs> we're misreading the vibe then. <laughs> oh, God. If only you people, all five of you, could uh, read the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were not amused. So... Like things I love, I always loved um, Elijah and his coins. Hell yes, rolls all time great. Uh, Rose and Demo getting it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a plus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cousin Richie from Family Matters getting hot and playing Luca. <laughs> yeah, that was always a, a real big thing for me, and it blew my mind that Cousin Richie from Family Matters got hot, <laughs> <laughs> and he and Bonnie were great. Um, let's see. For the sacrifice, I love the Tyler and Caroline stuff. I always love that. Yeah. And I, I know that's one of the things that Jill actually liked. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> as much as Elena, like, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, Elena's so annoying in this episode. I'm like, yes, she wants the D, which as we know, D means death. Uh-huh. But it's actually kind of badass how like she's she's like m- making deals. She's wheeling and dealing, as, as you said in the chat, Morgan. She's wheeling and dealing. I think uh, it might be the most deal-heavy episode we've ever had. Uh, it, it will get beaten eventually, probably soon. Uh, but The Vampire Diaries is a show of deals, and I and I love Elena stepping into the uh, into the deals game. I loved it, and yet at a certain point, it was like Elena, stop making deals and do a torture. Yeah, like Elena forgot that torture. You have to do like eighty percent deals, twenty percent torture. I'd say yeah. 80% deals, 15% torture, 5% like pure raw emotional manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, uh, we should get into these episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, uh, Wikipedia credits like uh, Lauren Cohen's Rose as Rosemary. Like, like she has a double name. H- have we ever heard her be called Rosemary? Elijah calls her at once. In the, like when okay. he, walks, he calls her Rosemary. Yeah. Yeah, but it seems weird that it just says, like it says Rosemary on, on yeah. Wikipedia. Uh, so, okay. Katerina, we start with a flashback. Bill's <laughs> already checked out. Yep. <laughs> Bulgaria, 1490. Hell and Katerina yeah. Is giving birth to a baby girl. And this is what, how Jill <laughs> learned that Nina Dobrev is Bulgarian. Yep. <laughs> Because uh, she likes, she is Bulgarian and speaks fluent Bulgarian, so they wisely made Catherine Bulgarian, uh, so that these scenes could read really authentic. And I think they do. Like she's, like it. You can always tell when some, not always, but you can often tell when someone doesn't know the language they're speaking, and um, that is not the case here. And uh, because of that, it feels very authentic. And uh, I know, Joe, you were excited that you know she's bilingual. I just looked it up. She also speaks French, by the way. Oh my god hot (laughs) i when i find out that people are bilingual or speak multiple languages i just lose my shit it's really hot it's like a useful skill unfortunately for paul wesley since he's playing italian he can't bust out the polish that's (laughs) definitely a damn shame uh so 
Catherine is having her baby. Her mom is delivering um, it. And then uh, Catherine begs to hold it. And her dad won't even let her. She just takes it away. Like, he just takes it. It's really sad. Yeah, as I said in the chat, he's being a real Giuseppe right now. For real. It fucking sucks. Uh, I think the scene is really sad. I think Nina Dobrev's really good in it. She's got her um, Carrie Russell forehead vein popping. I love it. And uh, so, Jill, you hated the scene? <laughs> I didn't care for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's also a personal thing where, like, pregnancy is genuinely one of my biggest fears. So anytime I see someone giving birth, I, like, panic. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Fair. So the fact that it was a flashback and a pregnancy scene, I was like, no, not for me. Uh, I understand and can relate um one time in college a professor of ours uh was talking to us about his pregnant wife and he was such a lovely person and it was his wife's it was like their third kid and he's like yeah we're just it's so weird you know like um the baby was moving around and I could feel it you know in her stomach um it's just crazy because there's like a little person inside and me and another guy in the class both at the exact same time said yeah it's like a chest burster from alien <laughs> wow. and then uh the professor looked at the two of us and said you guys aren't ready to have kids <laughs> no <laughs> and uh that's just a little something about me amazing yeah you're welcome uh but i love um this next scene we have a kind of like group powwow with uh seven damon elena and rose and uh they throw some shade at elijah which like back off they say easter bunny compared to klaus a foot soldier what dicks and but although that, that does say how powerful klaus is considering everything we see elijah do in these episodes Yes, and I don't think this is a huge spoiler, but this feels a little bit retconned to me because I don't feel like Klaus is that much more powerful than Elijah. Um, with like, I mean, like he can do one thing largely that Elijah can't, and he's and he's stronger. But like for the most part, they're they're in the same tier for sure. I mean, but also Elijah's more restrained than Klaus. Klaus is just psychotic. Oh so yeah, that, I think that's part of it too. Yeah. Um, so they say, yeah, Klaus is known to be the oldest. They talk a lot about, like, all the rumors that they've heard about Klaus and, uh, you know, none of which can be, like, fully confirmed. They just know he's spooky. <laughs> yeah, Stefan's like, I don't even know anyone who's ever, like, interacted with the original, obviously, besides Elijah now. And as I, I noted in the, the chat, like, these boys know nothing about vampire history. Um, like, go read more about the Civil War, you dorks. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Elena decides to leave. She's like, I'm going to school. And then Stefan's like, cool, I'll come with. And she's like, it's okay. I know where it is. And she leaves. <laughs> and then Damon turns to Rose and goes, she's in denial. And Stefan says, shut up, Damon. And I laughed for uh, a full minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but again, she is in denial. She keeps like, this is why they all tried to kill Catherine without telling her because she keeps like burying her head in the sand about these things and she needs to not. Although when she does does not, that's when she tries to get the D. Yeah. <laughs> There's no winning with her apparently. Yeah. So, uh, so when we move on, our next scene is uh, outside the high school. It is a Bonnie Jeremy scene. <laughs> and what I will contribute to the scene is that I wrote no in all caps. <laughs> and uh, that Jeremy's wearing like a t-shirt with like 
with like numbers on it so it looks like a sports jersey but it's not and it is weird <laughs> yes uh so jeremy asked bonnie to play pool uh at the grill after school and she's like well i suck at pool which you know <laughs> that's cute uh, and then they're like dancing around the whole thing. And he's, she's like, it's just, you're Elena's brother, which that should be the end of it. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't it? But then a boy arrives and it's Luca. It's Luca, you guys. Yeah. He's a new kid. And, uh, he's, uh, like making eyes at Bonnie and Bonnie's making eyes back. And Jeremy's making eyes at the fact that he's not getting eyes anymore and uh, a little tension. So they say hello to new kid and then Jeremy offers to show new kid around. But like, yeah, just show him around to stealing your girl who's not your girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joel, so you enjoyed this scene, of course, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be honest, Jill. I mean, the new, the new dude seems nice. Um, I just can't handle Bonnie and Jeremy. I can't do it. I typed in the chat on all cap screech um, <laughs> because i wanted to yell and you weren't talking about uh samuel screech powers from saved by the bell no <laughs> okay just making sure meanwhile elena is skipping school and she's making caroline an accomplice so it's a lie to stefan because you know she did so well before when she was working for Catherine. <laughs> she's working for a different petrova doppelganger um uh, Caroline has a line that says, I'm even worse. I'm a terrible liar and I'm even worse at duplicity. <laughs> Which I love. It's no Nick Miller saying, I hate, I can't lie, but I love make believe. <laughs> but it's close. If only Caroline moonwalked out of the scene. Oh, I fucking wish she would. <laughs> um, or at least what Nick Miller considers moonwalking. Yes. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> Yeah, I confirmed that. So um, Caroline's like, why don't you want Stefan to know? And she's like, because he would never be okay with me doing this. They go to the tomb. Caroline moves the door all on her own, which rules. And they kind of agree that, um, you know, Catherine doesn't seem like a person who's truthful that often. But Elena wants to give it a shot. Yeah. Um, She's like the only one who knows about the truth about Klaus. So Elena's like, I have to know, Caroline. Caroline opens the door to the tomb by herself. Remember that for next episode. And it rolls. And then we see uh, Catherine emerge and we do this like slow shot where we like start on her feet. And for a second, you're like, what if she just looks like shit? And um, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gag. She looks a little pale. <laughs> She's not wearing lipstick anymore. Like that's the, that's the big indignity. Uh disgusting but i love it and so she's like so Lena's like as long as i stay like outside of the tomb on the other side of the door she can't hurt me and uh she so oh so here is an important thing i want to talk about elena says she brought some things trying to bribe her for information what would you bring to the tomb to bribe Catherine pierce for information i mean i feel like elena brought the right things she brought blood and like sheets End of list? I mean, she brought the book also. Maybe she should have brought uh, uh, an inflatable mattress. She she brought a little lantern, too. Yeah, I'd bring an inflatable mattress for sure. I would bring um, dry shampoo. Um, what else? Like, what, what would she... I, I think you'd want her to be able to pamper herself. Oh, I'd bring booze. 
I bring a bunch of booze. Yeah. Just have have her get sloshed in the tomb. Yeah, that'll be fun for her. That's some that'll that'll take the take the edge off. What about just like a bunch of pillows? Yeah, that'd be <laughs> nice. Really, we're like gonna spruce this tomb up for her. Is what yeah. we're doing, right? Yeah. I'd get her some like removable stick on wallpaper because you know then it's not a problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're really worried about uh, ruining the cave. Yeah, you don't want you want her to get her security deposit back for sure. <laughs> her landlords are the fells, after all. Yeah, <laughs> they fucking suck. So uh, Elena's like, "Hey, tell me about clouds. Um, I brought you this book about your family." <laughs> yep. And some blood, pours a little blood into a little cup. Yeah, boots it over with a stick. Catherine tells her she has the Petrova fire, which is cute. I loved it. I yelled very loud. And meanwhile, Jill's like, this fucking sucks. I hate all of this. Right, (laughs) Jill? I just didn't feel anything. I'm so sorry. You're allowed. You're allowed, but I'm going to like mock you for it. That's fair. You can do that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great for like the highs, obviously. Like the like the last times we watched, like there were some real highs, and now you're just like so cold, which is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Catherine directs us to uh, the next flashback scene, which is in 1492. So the idea is that after her baby was given away by her family, her dad like banished her to England. Um, so that she could kind of start anew. And she caught the eye of a nobleman named Klaus, uh, which was cool at first until uh, she found out what he wanted from her. She says, and then I ran like hell. So we cut to England, 1492. Catherine's running in the woods. (laughs) Elijah in a long, long, lustrous wig is chasing after her. Uh, Yeah, Elijah's long-haired wig. Gotta love it. (laughs) I love to see it. Uh, Trevor is with him, and he's leading him in one direction. But it turns out Catherine is actually in another direction. And he like is like, go to this cottage. You'll be safe. So he is uh, not uh, telling Elijah the truth, which is what he was later uh, slapped to death for. <laughs> I mean, that is what happened. He was slapped to death. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you deserve. It's fucking great. Uh, So then uh, Catherine explains that uh, the thing that Klaus wanted from her, which is the same thing he will want from Elena, is to break the curse of the sun and the moon. And you can do that by draining like every drop of Petrova doppelganger blood from their body. Dun, dun, dun. Obviously, we would like Elena's blood to stay in her body. I mean, we would like that, but you can't, you don't, you never know what Elena wants. I mean, look, she craves death. <laughs> um, but yeah, so over at the Salvatores, Rose is having a little cry over Trevor. Uh, and Demo mocks her for that. What an asshole. He really is. He's such an asshole. He's like, why don't you just like flip your switch? And Rose is like, fine, you flip yours and I'll flip mine. You're obviously in love with your brother's girlfriend. He's like, no, I'm not. It really is hilarious how obvious it is. His, his, he's not flipped his switch, but he keeps pretending he has. No one believes it. No one believes it. You're like making like big moony cow eyes at Elena every two seconds. <laughs> You're crying about her all the time. 
And then he's like, he tries to like tough talk Rose. And he's like, don't get on my bad side. Jill, you liked this. Because she responded, then show me your good side. I did like that. You're right. I did like that. That was good. (laughs) See, we're finding good stuff. So um, uh, Rose explains that her contact with Elijah is this guy named Slater in Richmond. And uh, Rose is like... David's like, great, let's go talk to him. Rose is reluctant, but agrees. And then we have Caroline distracting Stefan by actually telling him the truth, which is that she told Tyler about uh, her being a vampire. I literally, my notes are in such shorthand. It says, C distracts S. She told T she's a V. (laughs) Oh my God. We love it. We love it. Uh, So then back at the ruins, uh, Elaine and Catherine are talking and um, it turns out that the deal is uh, the the curse of the sun and the moon was bound by the sacrifice of Petrova blood. So the doppelganger was created so that like this blood would recur and like happen to be in the world every once in a while. So the spell would be breakable. Uh, which is wild. And she says, once the doppelganger reappears, the curse can be broken. So whenever there is a living Petrova doppelganger, you can break the curse of the sun and the moon. It means it seems like someone was playing a little prank on uh, the Petrovas. A little bit of a prank. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Sinatra over here. (laughs) The sun and the moon curse was cast by Frank Sinatra. It really is a Winnie the Bitch prank. It, it, this is the too big kind of prank he would do. It is. It's it's way too big. So uh, back in 1492, uh, Catherine gets to the cottage and like an old lady opens the door. But bef- uh, behind that old lady is Rose in another beautiful wig. Love this wig. I, I truly do adore this wig. It's she looks great in it. Um, and Catherine's like, hey, Trevor said you'd help. And Rose is like, Fuck that shit. Fine. Um, So, like, Catherine thanks her a bunch. She shows off the moonstone. And uh, Rose is like, what the fuck? You stole that from Klaus? And she's like, yeah. Um, And Rose is like, people don't escape from Klaus. Everyone who tries ends up back in his grasp. And anyone who helps them dies. So I'm not going to risk shit. I'm bringing you back. And I'll beg him to show us both mercy. Yeah, she's like, at nightfall, I'm returning you to Klaus, and hopefully he forgives Trevor and myself now, because Trevor is an idiot. Uh, and Catherine's like, wait, what the fuck? And then Rose, like, slams her in the room, which, uh, smart on Rose. Rose is a smarty. Uh, Jill, how did you feel about Rose's um, flashback wig? Gonna be honest, I felt um, nothing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. (laughs) Wow. Jill flipped the switch uh, in this episode. Yeah. Strawberry blonde, Jill. That has to be discussed. (laughs) You give my wife the respect she deserves, Jill. She looked fantastic. Thank you, Jill. (laughs) It's all we wanted. So then we uh, we go back to the present day. Rose and Damon are parking the car in an underground parking garage in Richmond, and they do some sexy shoving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they go into the cafe in Richmond, which is a, is a, it's a cool vamp cafe with special glass. Mm-hmm. So they can all see the daylight. And then Jill asks, who's this fucking nerd? <laughs> 
this fucking nerd is Slater. He was a guy, I think he says he's turned in the 70s, and he just like never stopped going to school. <laughs> so he has like a million PhDs and a bunch of different stuff and seems to kind of like be a bit of a vampire like lexicon for everybody. Like he nerd. knows Damon <laughs> before he talks him he's like oh you were turned in 1864 but in mystic falls by katherine pierce like and uh you know yeah for a nerd. Yeah. he's a fucking nerd <laughs> i mean he actually knows vampire history the salvators don't i think maybe he's cool jill i never said he wasn't cool i just said he was a fucking nerd <laughs> <laughs> the way you said it you, said you don't think he's cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, back in 1492, uh, we have uh, Rose checking on Catherine, and it turns out Catherine fucking stabbed herself in the stomach because she's trying to kill herself. Because <laughs> she would rather die than go back to Klaus, and Rose is like, absolutely fucking not. If you die, Trevor dies. So she uh, bites her wrist and gives Catherine some blood. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, then Trevor arrives and tries to find Catherine, uh, and Rose rushes over to him and uh, yells at him, and he's like, but I love her! And Rose is like, I don't give a shit. I don't want to <laughs> all die. And Trevor's like, we'll run. Uh, and then in the other room, Catherine fucking hangs herself because she's a G. I mean, yeah, in, in the chat I wrote, <laughs> Catherine is the original at wanting the D. Uh, she, she, But the thing is, she got the D. Yeah, Elena, take notes. <laughs> uh, I love it. So then back in the church ruins, Elena's like, you killed yourself? And Catherine's like, yeah, I fucking did. It was great. <laughs> I love her. She's like, yeah, Klaus needed a human doppelganger, so I wasn't of any use to him as a vampire. But Elena brings up how, you know, Rose and Trevor ended up running for 500 years because of this. Well, it's like, this is Trevor's fault. It is pretty funny. She's like, yeah, I'm pretty shocked Trevor lasted that long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly. I, I, I fucking love Catherine. She's like, yeah, I, I guess I underestimated his spirit for vengeance. But living in a suitcase is better than dying so you can have your blood spilled over some silly little rock. <laughs> uh, and then she does this bit where she's like, here, like take my blood and she like uh cuts her wrist with her fingernail which again a smarter move like it's a it's an easy place to slice and heal Catherine, you're my bitch uh and so she wow uh morgan sounding like cut by plum right now hell yeah don't want to be afraid (laughs) and she's like hey hey hurry your opportunity is going 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 and then as her skin is healing she's like gone which i love is a bit it's a good bit a very good bit then flashback Catherine wakes up and she is in transition um Trevor is uh really uh emo and he's like what I would have helped you and Catherine's like I know <laughs> like what why wouldn't he want to turn a vampire that could be the easiest way to help her first of all because if you're planning to run with her running with her as a human is useless yeah and if you like want to love her forever and you're a vampire like then be vampires together of course, she doesn't love you also. And nothing suggested that she actually was like playing what we expect like with Catherine, where she's like playing with two men. It's just like Trevor fell for her. And that's why he did the stupid thing. Not that she seduced him or anything. Yeah. Uh, she was very opportunistic here. 
So then uh, Rose tries to kill Catherine, but Catherine uses that old lady as a human shield and drinks her blood and completes her transition into a vampire. And uh, she says, please understand. And Rose says, you just signed our death sentence. And Catherine says, better you than I. And she just tosses the old lady's corpse and zoops out of there. Yeah, because now, like, Trevor and Rose have to, like, start running now because now they don't even have the the comfort of a human who is going to prevent vampires from coming into their home. So they're fucked. Yeah, they're pretty fucked. So, yeah, so in the ruins, then they have that conversation where Catherine's like, yeah, I can't believe that Trevor lasted that long. And she explains, I was looking out for myself. I will always look out for myself. If you're smart, you'll do the same. Uh, Which doesn't sound like a very Elena thing to do. And it's not the choice she makes. (laughs) <laughs> yep. He makes the opposite choice. God, I fucking love, I, I love Catherine. Uh, so we have a Caroline and Stefan seat at the grill. Uh, Caroline <laughs> chopping down food. She says, sorry to drag you here, but if I don't eat, I get those uh, kill innocent people urges. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. And then she, they're, they're still talking. Well, she's really stretching out this talk about Tyler. Um as she's chomping down food, but she makes Stefan promise that he won't tell Damon. And he's like, no, of course I won't. Cause Damon will like try to kill you. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, you're always looking out for me. And he's like, you don't make it easy. <laughs> uh, and then he's, she's like, well, why do you protect me? And he goes, I guess you remind me of someone. And that someone is Lexi, which leads to a beautiful line reading of you have a friend. <laughs> uh, Jill, you like this scene, right? Yes, I did like this one. You are correct. Um, good. Any any comparison to Lexi is good. <laughs> yeah, anytime Lexi is brought up or like just discussed, I love it. It's it's truly sweet. And Stefan is very offended by um, the discouraging amount of surprise Caroline just showed. And she's like, no, no, tell me about her. And he says, I'll do it another time, which is a bummer because I would have loved to watch a scene of Stefan talking about Lexi fondly. Oh, God, you know, it will turn into a story about Bon Jovi. It always does. Yeah, it's the only kind of story Stefan knows how to tell, but it's still nice. Song for the broken hearted. The end, the scene being like, what are we going to do about Tyler? There's a full moon coming and he's totally freaking out about it, which is, uh, you know, an important, uh, important for our stakes. Yes. Uh, gotta have those stakes. Uh, but yeah, also at the grill, Bonnie finally shows up um, and she sees Luca and she meets his dad, uh, Jonas, old Dr. Jonas Martin. Uh, they just move Louisiana. Yeah, and um, she takes a seat with them and, uh, like, uh, Dr. Jonas Martin does a very unsubtle Bennett, huh? I knew some Bennets. Do you have family in Salem? You know what that means. You know what that's code for. That's a witch thing. <laughs> yeah, so then uh, Jeremy arrives and Bonnie, like, deuces out. Yeah, they gotta go play cool. Uh... I kind of want to just talk about it now. Obviously, we haven't gotten to the scene where he, like, Luca's like, I'm a warlock. But I want to talk about it now. So at this point in the series, we've met some witches. Even if they're not related to Bonnie, you know, they all have in common. They're black. Let's talk about it. It's very odd. So you show up on the show and you're black. You're either a victim or a witch or both. It got to the point where when I was watching the show, every time a black person showed up, I'd be like, cool, another witch. Which is a problem? I'd agree, yeah. 
<laughs> good, good. Uh, Jill, have you noticed this at all? I did, and I wasn't sure when would be a good time to bring it up, but um, okay. Yeah, weird. Um, Roger, how did you feel about this at the time? I think initially, like a lot of people were supposed to be related to Bonnie, but um, this is not the case anymore. At first, I I think I took it in stride, and it was a joke. Uh-huh. But then it kept happening even more. Yeah, this is not the last of it. This is not the last of it. You haven't seen the last of Black Witches, Joe. But, like, did they have reasoning for it, or is it just something that I, I'm so confused? I don't think so. Other than, like, people who related to, to Bonnie, there didn't need to be a reason for them all to be Black. Um, and then on the, the originals, on the spinoff, like, they have a variety of witches, like, not just Black, because, like, they also have, like, different kinds of magic. But... Yeah, I don't think they ever talked about it. Ever. I will posit a reason, and it's not necessarily, like, a great reason, but, like, when when you work in TV uh, and when you do your casting, you have, like, a studio, you studio and network casting execs in addition to the actual people who do your casting, and there are, like diversity requirements and you tend to fill that out through your guest cast uh and i guess that's how they decided to fulfill it because often like witches are other guest actors uh but i don't think that's a good that i don't think that's a good excuse i mean later on they definitely add more white witches but it's quite later on then there's also i (laughs) a different wits subset that we will see in the future, which is a whole other diversity issue. Um, uh, I don't know if this was the right time to bring this up, but I felt like I needed to bring it up. No, no, no. I think it's, I think it's a fair time to bring it up because I think this is the first instance where it's like, okay, let's definitely talk about it. Like, like this is the, the like three times creates a pattern kind of an instance, I think. Yeah. It's really strange. And uh, like, I don't like it feels like a very like decisions being made by white people move. Yeah. Um, I've never heard them speak on it. So I don't know if they like have regrets or don't or it's been pointed out to them and they prefer not to acknowledge it or if they have uh, if uh, uh, listeners, if you've seen them ever address this anywhere, I'd love to read it and see what they have to say. But I read a lot of stuff and I've never come across that. So yeah, and also like Legacies also has diversity in its witches too, so it's just it really sticks out. Yeah, and cast in general. Yeah, honestly, I don't think any, like Julie or Kevin or anyone involved has ever discussed it, and it's strange to me. It's really weird, and I don't have a I don't have an explanation or a take other than it's weird, and it uh, like doesn't seem I don't think it does them any favors. Did they talk, like, did people talk about it while this was airing? And they were like, yeah, oh, we could fix this, and then fixed it within the other shows? Well, fa- yeah, fans and critics definitely talked about this, because it was okay. like, this is kind of ridiculous. So it definitely seems like one of those things where they course corrected for the other shows, but it's like, why couldn't you course correct uh, on these shows? Because, like, again, by this point in season two, people were, like, talking very much about it. It's like... Okay, so they're not related to Bonnie, and they're witches, so they're also black. What's the deal? Yeah. I would also argue, I think that there is, 
I think at this point, I don't think the show is listening to the internet as much. Like, I think the the power of internet fandom and community is um, way less right now, like when the show starts. But there's like, there are certain points where the show is very um, interactive with its fan base and things like that, that are later in the series. And I don't think that kind of stuff happens until like season four. So I would argue that they are probably largely not listening or not reacting to um, fan comments at this stage in the, um, in the game. But maybe that's just a, that might just be complete conjecture. But yeah, it definitely became a thing on the show where it's like, Oh, a black person's here now. So you're a witch, right? Even if that wasn't the case, which is a problem. Yeah, they were. You, if I saw a black person, they were a witch until proven not one. <laughs> on the show, I was like, "Well, they're probably gonna do it again," and then I'd wait, and then they would, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, "That's pretty weird." And I'll be like, "I'll what? I wonder if they're related to Bonnie or if there's no reason." And then I'd wait, and then I'd find out my answer to that. <laughs> It's really strange, and I like I I don't I, I again assume that they're well intentioned that, that that this kind of just happened, um, but who knows? So we talked about it now. <laughs> we we finally talked about it. We're not the problematic ones, you guys. We're not. Do you guys have anything else to add? I feel bad. I just I I don't know what to say other than it's really strange. I mean, yeah, I, I brought it up, and even my like end point is that, yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> so moving forward, I will not automatically assume <laughs> that they are related <laughs> to Bonnie or that they are witches. <laughs> well, then prepare to be surprised a lot. Because <laughs> Jill, I got news for you. A lot of people are going to be either related to Bonnie or witches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, to, to, to transition us back into the episode, Jonas even says, small world, huh? Once he realizes that, yep, it's the right Bennett. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, Bonnie, like, very pointedly touches Luca's shoulder and, like, gets a vibe and then leaves with Jeremy, uh, which is even even worse area for us to speak about. <laughs> uh so then back with uh, Slater and Damon and Rose at the coffee shop, they're talking and Slater's like, you're sure Elijah's dead? And Damon is so deeply confident and he's like, yeah, beyond dead. Ah, uh, you dummies. You stupid, stupid fool. This is in Slater reveals he has 18 degrees, three masters and four PhDs. As Jill said, he's a nerd. I won't say it as uh, pejoratively as Jill said it, but, you know, (laughs) Slater is a nerd. Yeah, nerds have rights, Jill. Um, I am a proud nerd, okay? (laughs) uh, Are you? Uh, Jill, you're a fucking jock, and you know it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't steal my nerd valor. Um, this is also where Slater reveals that in spite of all his big degrees, the way he contacts Elijah is Craigslist. <laughs> I mean, I do appreciate original vampires using technology and not just like being stuck in the past. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. So then uh, out in front of the coffee shop, we see um, 
a man playing guitar and he's given a hundred dollar bill but then the hand that gave him that hundo it grabbed a handful of coins yeah it did uh enter elijah and his coins and then we have to go back to the grill and i'm so furious (laughs) bonnie and jeremy are playing pool uh yeah joe morgan loved it um and luca joins them and then caroline gets cake yeah, I mean, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, it's at the point where Caroline gets cake that someone's like, okay, it's time for me to leave. Yeah, um, which rude. Um, don't leave before cake. Also, like, Luca is, like, third-wheeling Jeremy and Bonnie hard and is like, I'll play the winner. Which is rude, but also, thank God. Jeremy doesn't seem to notice that, like, Luca's stealing his girl that's not his girl. <laughs> Jeremy is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> So Stefan is just like, where the fuck is Elena? And Caroline's like, I can't say, but like, you know, I would never put her in danger. And um, Stefan is like, oh my God, she's with Damon, isn't she? And he seems really stricken. And Caroline yells, ew, no. Yeah, that's, that's a great reaction. And he also pulls the, if you're my friend card, the same card that Elena pulled. Like, come on, you guys. Everyone stop putting Caroline in the middle. It's not fair. But like what Caroline says is very valid. She says, I am your friend, but I'm also Elena's friend. And I'm sorry, but I'm not going to tell you. Uh, Which. Yeah, it's pretty good. She doesn't give in, which you would expect or people expect of Caroline, but she doesn't. Good friend. So, uh, so then we're back to Elena and Catherine, uh, and they, um, and Elena's like, okay, so you want to give me over to Klaus in exchange for your freedom because you want to stop running. And, uh, she's like, Catherine's like, yeah. <laughs> so Elena says, okay, so you got Mason to find you the moonstone. What else do you need to break the curse? And, uh, so Catherine tells her she needs a werewolf and M- Mason was supposed to do, but Tyler will now. Um, she needs a witch to do the spell, and uh, we need a vampire. And uh, you could talk about the poetry of Caroline. <laughs> yeah, she says, so Atlanta's like, oh, so Caroline. She says, it could have been anyone, I suppose, but I like the poetry of Caroline. And I'm like, cool, uh, coming to shelves soon, my book entitled The Poetry of Caroline. <laughs> Um, I fucking love Caroline. But then Elena's like, cool, so you were going to hand all of us over to die. And Catherine repeats, better you die than I, which uh, rules. And at the be- beginning of the scene, Elena asked her, like, how much of your little story is true? It's like, this is all true, actually. Um, and that becomes like a th- whole thing where they're, like, they just refuse to believe that uh, Catherine's telling the truth. You know, sometimes she tells the truth, you guys. Yeah. Uh, So then back at the coffee shop, Slater reveals that the deal is if a vampire breaks the sun and the moon curse, then it's only broken for vampires. And if a werewolf breaks it, it's only broken for werewolves. So um, it's this like weird. That's not what a double edged sword is. It's weird. (laughs) It it definitely leads to a race for the for the the spell breaking or whatever. (laughs) For sure. Uh, and um, basically Rose is like, werewolves are extinct. And Slater's like, I don't know. I've never seen one. And Damon's like, no, no, they're real. And Slater is uh, amped to visit Mystic Falls. <laughs> Slater, come on the pod. <laughs> this is the one area where I'm like, oh, okay. So other people also don't know about werewolves. And I feel less embarrassed for Damon and Stefan. Because uh, Slater seems very well read. So Yeah. 
Uh, that's that's how much the werewolves were all wiped out. But yeah, all the vampire stuff, David and Stefan are idiots. <laughs> um, so Slater's like, hey, I uh, don't want to piss off any originals, which is pretty fair. Yeah. And Damon offers, like, if you guys want to walk in the sun, like, I can make that happen. And then Elijah, who is listening, uh, decides to hurl his coins at the window. And it's awesome. And all these poor vampies go, like, ouchies because the sun. But it's also so cool what he did with the coins. It's so cool. Yeah, big ouchies. Uh, I called friend of the show, Michael Chasen, in to watch this scene because I knew he liked it. And he was like, this rips. And I was like, strongly agree. Jill, did you hate this scene? It was a good scene. It was a good moment. Okay. Thank God. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I, I, like, didn't get hyped about it, but it was a good moment. <laughs> Dang. How do you not get hyped? Uh, uh, someone just threw coins at a window and shattered it. I still don't know who this man is. Let <laughs> <laughs> some results on his name. <laughs> Uh, well, there's this nice little Damon and Rose uh, moment after where he kind of like carries her out and she's healing, but she's just like really scared and she's scared for Slater and she's scared that Klaus is going to kill them all. And it's really sad. She cries. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a bummer. Yeah. She's really, really scared. Damon doesn't understand how dangerous Klaus is and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's so sad, but she's surrounded by dummies who won't listen to her. Yo, did you enjoy the scene, or? Yeah. Um, okay. I like when pe- oh, that sounds so bad, but I like when people are scared. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. So I did well, like the scene. <laughs> I mean, it taps into your, like, jock bully mentality. You love it when people are scared. <laughs> I'm not a bully. I'm not a jock. <laughs> really? I'm capable of bullying, but I'm not a jock. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the way you said I'm capable of bullying. <laughs> Terrifying. I still flipped her humanity's wish. <laughs> um, so then we're at the grill, and we have a Luca and Bonnie scene where uh, Luca's like, hey, so my dad was not super subtle with the whole witch question there, was he? Luke and Bonnie are, like, on a date now while Jeremy's still playing pool. <laughs> it is true. He, like, fully hijacked their date. It's, it's smooth, honestly. Yeah, and he says that uh, rather than which, uh, they would be preferred to be, they would prefer to be called warlocks. And not man-witches, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Why not wizard? Because wizards aren't real, Bill. Why not sorcerer? Ooh. Sorcerer does sound much sexier. It does. Like, Yeah. Sorcerer has some edge to it. I don't know if I would be, like, into Luca if he said, I'm a sorcerer. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think I would be. Anyways, I think the nice thing, which for me the nicest thing about the scene is that, like, Luca's saying, that, like, my dad just wants us to fit in. It's really hard being different. And, like, that's a really nice moment for Bonnie because I feel like she's had so many, like, fleeting interactions with witches and, like, obviously her time with her grams was cut so short like she's always kind of been searching for someone to teach her more about her abilities and someone she can feel some like magical belonging with and it's nice to see her find it in Luca here yeah it's very nice but as we learn it's all a lie so no thanks (laughs) men are lying to Bonnie sorcerers are lying to Bonnie that's the truth 
So then back at the ruins uh, at the tomb, uh, Stefan shows up and he is mad. Lena's like, Caroline told you. And Stefan's like, nope, she kept the secret. He basically figured it out, like process of elimination. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, yeah, you'd fucking stop me. So I didn't tell you. <laughs> Um, so Stefan gets really mad and he's like, don't listen to Catherine. She's a liar. And Elena kind of is like, what if she isn't? You didn't hear what she just told me. Like, come on. And, uh, Stefan keeps being like, you don't have to worry. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. And Elena gets really pissed. She says, that is the problem. You won't, but you'll die trying. How is that any better? Which I think is really, really, really valid. She calls him out for wanting the D as well. It's crazy. Yeah, she's like, if you think I want the D, you want the D even more, bro. <laughs> and this is actual dialogue that Jill wrote for these episodes in the season of television she wrote. I don't know why she doesn't like this episode. She wrote it. <laughs> Let me just say, Jill, great, do- great job with that dialogue. Great you job. You're welcome. <laughs> this is a great example of self-loathing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then... Uh, Catherine uh, takes us into uh, another flashback, which is her in 1492 returning to her parents' house. So, you know, now that she's a vampire, she's going to go find them. And all of them are, like, stabbed to death. Yeah, uh, Klaus slaughtered her family. Dead family. It's so sad. It's very, very sad. Uh, Nina Dobrev does a lot of good acting in this, ep- this episode, both as Catherine and Elena. Um, this is some good stuff. And meanwhile, Stefan's still like, you're lying. <laughs> and it's like, dude, all this stuff she's t- telling Elena and you now, like, she never told you any of this back in 1864. This is, like, she's actually telling the truth now. Calm down. Yeah, she doesn't have a reason to lie about this. Like, I don't think it helps her. <laughs> yeah, I doubt they're going to feel bad for Catherine, even if, when she tells them, like, my family was slaughtered. Yeah, she's like a murdering bitch. Um... So she kind of says, no matter what you do, like, whatever you try to do to escape, like, Klaus will get his vengeance on your friends and your family and anyone that you've ever loved. And that's, like, exactly what Elena's scared of. Mm -hmm. And Stefan's like, Elena, don't listen to her. Elena, do listen to her. I wrote in the chat. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so Stefan gets so mad. And he's like, you're going to trade that, do you want to trade that stone for your freedom, you manipulative, psychotic bitch? And Catherine's like, what the fuck? My freedom? Like, I don't want any freedom. When Klaus shows up to kill everyone, I'm going to be in the tomb where no vampire can come in, like, because they can't get out. So I'm going to be safe as shit. I don't have any problems here, which is the <laughs> reason. Do you believe her now, Stefan? <laughs> so uh, then we have a uh, brown liquor scene in the boarding house. Uh, is this where Damon is drinking like right out of the decanter? Yes. Uh, I love it. And uh, Rose is like, I'm really sorry. I didn't know that was going to happen. And Damon does actually believe her. And, he, and she's like, I'm sorry, I do wish we could save Elena. But Damon's like, I will save her. Uh, and then Rose tells him uh, that he reminds her of Trevor. To which Damon says, why? Why him? <laughs> he's so disgusted. Yeah, and he's like, look, like, because he always was, like, working an angle. And he was the best friend that anyone could hope for. And uh, where did it get him? Uh, dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So Damon gives her some scotch. <laughs> for a little drink. 
they toast to friendship uh, and uh, they tease each other again about turning off their humanity switches because Karen gets them dead. Uh, and then they make out. And then they do it. <laughs> they friggin' do it, guys. <laughs> to which Jill said, good for them. <laughs> but true, good for them. I do fully agree. <laughs> you said, get it. I said hot with a lot of T's, and Jill said good for them. (laughs) (laughs) We were very supportive of this union. Uh, Yeah, they're both very hot. Like, congrats. (laughs) So then, finally, at the Mystic Grill, Jeremy's playing pool, and he finally, like, realizes he's playing pool alone. (laughs) And that Luca and Bonnie are on a date right now. (laughs) Maybe Jeremy was just doing really good at pool, and he was, like, concentrating for a while. Like, he had a really good run. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he got so sucked into the game and he like he gives them a slow smile and he's like well fuck me right and like leaves <laughs> oh, if only it were that simple then we uh, we go onto the porch uh, the Gilbert's porch and it's Stefan and Elena and they're talking and Elena doesn't want to talk about this but finally she kind of like starts crying and she says I wanted to know the truth and I got it. It's not just me that's in danger. Like it's Caroline and it's Tyler and it's Bonnie. They're all breaking this curse and I can't blame anyone else anymore. Like it's not because you came to town or because you and I fell in love. That's not why everyone I love is in danger. It's because of me. Everything's because of me. And it's so sad. She breaks down. She cries. He kisses her on her on the top of her head. And I get emotional. Yeah, they're both crying on the on the porch. The, the sad music is playing. It's like, uh huh, uh huh. Oh, man, will I see your face again? And then, yeah, just it's good. And I'm like, how dare you cry on the kiss porch? <laughs> <laughs> Porches for kissing. <laughs> and I guess Jill's like rolling her eyes or whatever. Who knows? No, this is when I admitted. I was like, guys, this episode is doing nothing for me, but that was a really good moment. Yeah. Um, this is where she's like, Tyler's in trouble. And me and Latoya, <laughs> Tyler, her best friend. <laughs> her buddy, Tyler. Uh, Jill, do you think you would prefer this episode if, well, obviously you don't like flashbacks, so like, that would always be a problem. But like, if there was not the Jeremy stuff. The Jeremy stuff was really off-putting. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i just i really can't get past flashbacks and i don't know why but i uh can't do it even flashbacks with Catherine, who's like that bitch yeah even flashbacks with Catherine. i'm so sorry it's okay it's okay it is okay but also we're going to break you and you're gonna have to deal with it <laughs> oh my god so, uh, so then we go back, we see Catherine still reading her family's book, and she finds this portrait of her with her parents, and she, like, you know, tears up looking at it, and you realize she still has feelings. Yeah, that part kills me every time when she's, like, looking at the, the portrait of her family, of her papa and her mama and her sister. It's like, oh, It's so fucked. Like, yeah, that's very tragic. And then Rose brings something up, which she says, like, there isn't a switch. Like, it exists when you're new, but after a couple hundred years, you just have to pretend that you can't feel the bad stuff. And uh, that's clearly what we're seeing with Catherine. Yeah, explains a lot with Damon, with Catherine, you know. Yeah. So uh, so then um, we have a, a Rose and Slater hop on the phone, 
And uh, Slater's alive. Yay. Rose apologizes for involving him and putting him in danger. Um, and Slater is like, well, you can destroy the curse if you have the moonstone. And uh, he kind of presses her like, can your friend get the moonstone? And Damon's like, yeah. And uh, Slater says, you need a witch to get the moonstone. And a witch should be able to figure out the rest. Then he hangs up the phone there, Elijah. Yeah, how is the witch supposed to figure out the rest? Like, tell the instructions. Very rude. Very presumptuous. Um, so then, uh, I love this reveal, and I think it's really cool for mythology stuff. Yes. That uh, Elijah, because he is an original vampire, can compel other vampires. And he makes Slater stake himself. Because uh, when uh, Slater, with an eight, of course... Asked, like, how can you compel me? Uh, Elijah says, I'm a special vampire, which, hot. <laughs> which, true. <laughs> <laughs> true, hot, all the above. And then who steps from out of the shadows but Dr. Jonas Martin. Dun, dun, dun. He and Elijah are in cahoots. Cahoots. And Jill didn't care. No, I was just kind of like, okay, that's cool. It makes sense. The new guy's bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Again, Bonnie can't have anyone be nice to her without having ulterior motives. Right. King sucks. I mean, I guess Jeremy is the person who doesn't have ulterior motives besides the fact he just likes her, but we, we don't want that. No. <laughs> Not at all. His whole ulterior motive is that he's an emo little bitch. <laughs> he's not even, okay, he's not even being an emo little bitch in this episode. He the next a, one we can say. He's a very is. happy boy. In in, uh, in Katarina, in the sacrifice, he's an emo little bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could only call him emo little bitch when he's being emo little bitch. We, we gotta be fair. Fair enough. Um, do you know what is very good? What the opening to this next episode? <laughs> there you go. A classic intro. Love it. She uh, Elena has a spooky dream because uh, Lucas' dad is sneaking around and steals uh, one of her pictures. Thank God it's not in her memories frame, which is a picture. I was of so worried. Memories on it. <laughs> he instead the picture that Elena has of herself in her cheerleading uniform, <laughs> which uh, you may remember us talking about at length in Friday Night Bites. <laughs> I love it so much, and I and I will talk about it later in the recapping of this episode because it comes up again. <laughs> um, so she like hears something because there was an adult man sneaking around in her room, uh, and she <laughs> leaves her room and is like, "What the fuck?" and walks around. Well, Morgan, before the reveal, before the reveal, I just want to say, when isn't there an adult man just lurking in her room? <laughs> to be fair, it happens a lot. <laughs> Sometimes That's the show boy, and it's Jeremy stealing her diary. <laughs> her vampire diary. Her vampire diary, which she keeps behind her horse portrait. <laughs> or just displayed out on her bed, like apparently she was when she was sleeping. I saw that. It bugged me so much. <laughs> <laughs> she went back to sleep with it, like, like, like close it and put it away, Alina. Everyone knows at this point. <laughs> Except for Jenna. I mean, but Jenna's not cleaning their rooms. Yeah, we, we decided Jenna's not cleaning rooms. She's not doing laundry. <laughs> Jenna does her own shit and they can figure it out. Yeah, we had a runner in the chat about how often Jeremy washes his sheets. So when Bonnie was in his bed in the last group of episodes, we were like, 
Those don't smell good. <laughs> uh, anyways, the, getting to the most important part of this entire episode, mm-hmm. Elena uh, runs into someone in the hallway, and that someone is Alaric wearing only boxers and holding a bowl of ice cream. And they both, like, scream. <laughs> and then Rick says the iconic line, Chunky Monkey? <laughs> iconic. <laughs> Uh, Jenna shows up wearing a Laric shirt. I see their height difference and I lose my mind. Um, they're so cute. I can't live. <laughs> um, yeah, they are very embarrassed and it is really cute. It's, yeah, it's a very, very good scene. Yeah, Jonas steals some of Elena's hair. I don't like it, but I don't care because Alaric and Jenna are being cute. <laughs> It really uh, takes away a little bit of the creep factor when you have the Jenna and Rick stuff along with it. They're so dang cute. Like, I just, I want Jenna to have nice things and I want Alaric to have nice things. So I'm so happy that they're together being nice. Uh, and they just <laughs> have a really sweet, relaxed vibe. It's nice that two grownups are dating as opposed to like a 150 year old man and a 17 year old girl. <laughs> it's great. Uh, Jill, how did you feel about this opening scene? Did you feel the same? Um, yes, this is one of the scenes that I count as I like it. Um, because if that man offered me Chunky Monkey, need I say more? <laughs> yeah, I'd take that Chunky Monkey. Yes. <laughs> please, please go on, Jill, actually. Tell me more. <laughs> That's like my dream. <laughs> it will be your dream tonight. That's for sure. Yes. Matt Davis is looking like a snack. Yeah, he looked really, really good. <laughs> Here is um, a, a soapbox I will get up on very briefly, which is that I love the CW, and I love that the CW wants hot guys to be shirtless. And I want to say thank you to them. But here's the <laughs> thing that I also want to say. Stop making them wax their chests. <laughs> yeah. Oh, agreed. Because what's nice is that Matt Davis has chest hair. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it's allowed. Like a real live man that you could like meet in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Sam Whitworth was on Smallville in season eight and he said like he didn't realize until like the last minute he had to like wax his chest. (gasps) He was shirtless quite a bit in that season and like, yeah, they made him wax his chest. I hate that. I hate it as well. Yeah, there's it's it's not like look, I get we we all wanna see some muscles, wanna see some abs, great. But like just don't make people wax their chests. It's no good. And that's my incredibly hot take. This is the hill that Morgan's going to die on, you guys. It, it's the truth. I think we should let men have chest hair. <laughs> uh, so then um, Alaric runs away. He says, I'm naked, so I'm going to go, which is a good rule. Uh, and Jenna apologizes profusely. And I'm like, Jenna, don't apologize get that dick. Uh, and Elena essentially says the same thing. <laughs> yep. And it's not weird. And then the adult man takes Elena's hair and her jewelry and leaves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't like it. So then uh, the Salvatore boys uh, go to the tomb and they uh, pull open the door together because uh, they're little bitches and they can't do it by themselves <laughs> like Caroline could. 
Yeah, Caroline did it by herself. You weaklings. David's always saying, oh, I drink people blood. I'm so strong. You needed Stefan's help, you, you wimp. Yeah. Do you lift, bro? Because <laughs> Caroline can. <laughs> so then uh, Elena opens her front door and Stefan and Damon are standing out on the kissing porch. And they're like, we went to see Catherine. Can we talk? And then we uh, go to the tomb. <laughs> And uh, Catherine tries to get them to come in, which is very funny. She says, please come in. There's room for all of us. And Damon says, I'd rather poke my eyes out, which is a lie. Yeah, come on, Damon. No one believes you, as usual. Yeah, so they ask her, they're like, hey, can we have the moonstone, please? And she's like, no, Um, I would like to leave this place. And they're like, well, you thought that you liked it. And she said, I've had time to reconsider. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which means that she's hungry and she says i'm starving damon and dirty but above all i'm bored which i love so she says if you get me out of here you get the moonstone and i'll disappear from mystic falls forever so let me know what you decide and do we believe her you guys i believe that she's hot <laughs> <laughs> i like i want to believe her but no mm-hmm I mean, they don't. So uh, Stefan is back at the Gilberts. Uh, Elena, Damon, and Stefan uh, talk plans. And um, they say that, like, because Slater said they could, they've decided to destroy the Moonstone. But they have to get it from Catherine first. So got to figure that one out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, Bonnie just needs to find a way to release the seal long enough, long enough for us to get in, get the Moonstone, and get out before, like you know, Catherine can run. And uh, Elena says, cool, sounds like you have it all planned out. And David says, yep, we're awesome. Yep. And then Elena's like, well, I don't want to do it. And the boys are mad. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck? She's like, um, they're like, they like, oh, well, we'll just find Klaus after we get the Moonstone. And Elena says, cool. Is that before or after he kills everyone that I care about, including both of you? Yeah, because um, at this point, they also don't know that Elijah's alive. They don't know who threw the coins. Mm. So they're th- thinking, maybe we can kill Klaus. We killed Elijah. Nope. Dummies. <laughs> says, Elena, if we despell the Moonstone, we can save your life. And Elena's like, ugh, everyone keeps saying that and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Wants the D. Wants the D. Uh really thirsty for that day so then um at mystic falls high uh luca and bonnie have a nice little scene outside and bonnie is super cute in it i mean agreed except for i hate that they get dust in everyone's eyes it's very rude so the deal is like bonnie bonnie's nosebleeds come up and the fact that she's been passing out and luca says it's because she's trying to do too much on her own and she needs to be able to channel either from energy from nature or the elements or another witch, uh, meaning that you can like put your energy together with another magical person and double your strength. So he shows her, and they like you know make the wind blow, <laughs> which is again, as Latoya said, a little bit inconsiderate because it does seem like people get dust in their eyes. Yeah, their their homework goes everywhere, but like definitely, there's dust in, in that in that grass. But Bonnie smiles really big, and Cat Grandma's a nice smile, and it's nice to see her happy. It's nice to see her happy, but again, it's with a caveat because this is deception. And also, Jeremy fucking ruins it. Fucking Jeremy. 
Jeremy immediately walks up and it looks like the dumbest little bit. He's like, what's with that weather, huh? <laughs> and he, he I, I checked. It's a it's haircut number nine, you guys. Oof. Wow. And we're accumulating. So uh, Luca's just like, I don't know, global warming. Bye. <laughs> and then they, uh, Jeremy's like, so that guy's weird. And Bonnie's like, no, he's not. Can't you see she wants the D and not the death D? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, also, yeah, she gets a, B gets a text from D, as my notes say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many Ds uh, in my notes, honestly. Uh, then uh, we go to the Salvador boarding house. Elena walks in and she finds Rose in a silk robe, um, which I <laughs> screamed. <laughs> Rose in a silk robe talking about fucking, Damon. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just, it's not nice to leave a girl naked so early in the morning <laughs> And she sees that it's Elena and not Damon. And she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's really funny. And Rose is like, oh, but nobody's here. And Elena's like, I'm here to talk to you. And Rose is like, oh, then I should put on clothes. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to a clothed Rose talking to Elena. And she's telling Elena that her idea is bad. <laughs> <laughs> And Elena's like, no, it's not. Like, your friend Slater has information. You and Damon just gave up before you got it. And she's like, yeah, because someone, like, exploded the windows of the coffee shop we were in with a handful of coins, like a super cool G. (laughs) Like a super cool guy who you should respect. Yeah, who deserves uh, deserves a little bit more of your respect, Jill. (laughs) (laughs) I'm working on it. Okay, thank you. So Elena's like, whatever, there's more to learn. We just gotta find a way to learn it. <laughs> and she says, Elena, Elena says, you owe me for kidnapping me. Like, Stefan and Damon would have killed you. Like, if I, you know, if I had asked. <laughs> Which is like a weird uh, brag, but yeah. Yeah, and then uh, she makes the first deal that she makes this episode where she offers uh, Rose a daylight ring in exchange. Which is not her stopper, but okay. <laughs> like, seriously, uh, they keep offering these daylight rings. Have they talked to Bonnie yet? Yeah, uh, Rose is, like, super thirsty for that D daylight ring. <laughs> uh, she's been a slave to the shadows for 500 years. Jill, are you enjoying the various ways that we are saying the D? Yeah, I, I, like, I feel like I need to write it down to keep track of all the different Ds. <laughs> the D uh, glossary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the elusive D. Um, so then we go to Mystic Falls High School. Tyler's playing some b-ball. And uh, Cat Graham is singing garbage. Yep. I'm only happy when it rains. stylings of Cat Graham. We'll have to do a bonus episode just on that because I would love to share this joy with you guys. I would love to talk about the music video for Sassy. Uh, For Sassy, uh, for Put Your Graffiti on Me. That's a classic video. God, I love Cat Graham. Paul Wesley said he wanted to like like, go on tour with Cat and like do the cowbell and put your graffiti on me. (laughs) (laughs) We would pay so much money to see that. (laughs) Uh, so then we have a we have a Matt and Tyler scene. Matt is like, "Hey, 
the last so the to keep to uh, refresh everyone's memory the last time they saw each other was the night that tyler committed a murder um and the murder was almost of matt but was instead of sarah yeah good times yeah so matt's like i'm really mad at myself for picking a fight with you i feel really bad about what happened to sarah i've been like hiding from you because i don't know what to say and tyler says don't worry about it and matt says i'm really really sorry please know that and um like it seems like they've you know tyler seems like he kind of like accepts it and things are okay like but uh caroline shows up and uh She obviously is excited to see Matt, uh, but Matt is not ready to talk to her and he like bails, which sucks. Yeah, but yeah, he's a sad boy. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Tyler and Caroline have a scene where she's like, he says, are you on the outs? And she goes, yeah, looks like it. Um, What are you doing about the impending full moon? And Tyler, (laughs) he has a plan. And Caroline presses him for the plan. And he says, it's kind of private, which is extremely <laughs> funny. It's pretty funny. Like, like, oh my God, Caroline, you don't just ask a werewolf how they plan to spend the full moon. <laughs> God, Caroline. <laughs> and Caroline um, has the greatest retort ever, which is, I'm student council vice president, head of the prom committee, not to mention I single-handedly organized this town's cleanup campaign, and you're really going to turn down my help? <laughs> And I was like, queen. Queen. Queen, queen, queen. Queen, queen, queen. I want to be Caroline when I grow up. She has her shit together. She really does. Yet everyone can pretend she doesn't. And they're all bastards. (laughs) Hate them for it. (laughs) You hearing this, Mystic Falls residents? We hate you. I'll never forgive and I'll never forget. Uh, so then at the Salvatores, uh, we are having a, a, a bit of a group scene. Bonnie, Jeremy, uh, Stefan, Damon, and we're talking plans. We are. Uh, by the way, where, do the, like, where does Damon think Rose is? I don't know. He's like, she's doing her own thing. <laughs> like, it's daytime. Where does he think she is? <laughs> I don't know. He's like, look, bitches have their own stuff to do. <laughs> she'll be back when it's bedtime that's for sure (laughs) oh my god i love it donnie's like hey i don't know if you remember but the tomb spell was a little tough to do last time uh and jeremy is kind of like pushing her because obviously he saw her pass out and he is worried about her and like the toll that magic is taking on her. But Bonnie is putting on a brave face and is like, whatever, it's fine. I've learned stuff. I can do things. Mm-hmm. Ugh, and that is uh, nerve wracking. So they're like, how are you going to get the moonstone? And Stefan's like, well, Catherine hasn't been feeding. She's weak. So we should, you know, be able to take her on. And uh, Bonnie is like, cool. You're, you wouldn't be underestimating her, would you? Cause that's probably a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> and Damon says, it's a plan. Is it perfect? <laughs> what plan is? And I'm like, none of yours, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so then Jeremy volunteers to do it because he has his ring. And Damon says, gee, thanks, you 16-year-old child. Why didn't we think about that? Why are you even here? <laughs> Which is uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> really, It's really good. 
and I, I also just still love that Damon's I like believe that no plan has ever been perfect just because he only knows plans from like his perspective. He's like, yeah, plans are never good. You do them though. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Damon, plans have to be good for them to be worth doing. <laughs> God, he's so dumb. A I love it. Idiot. Oh, but I love him. So uh, Bonnie asks, she's like, I might be able to help. Do you have anything that belongs to Catherine? And uh, we then go to Slater's place. Uh, so Rose and Slater, uh, so Rose and Elena go in and they find Slater uh, very dead. He's pretty dead. So that sucks for them. Yeah. So uh, Elena's like, oh, no, that sucks. And Rose is like, yeah, they probably like didn't want him talking to people like us. It's not good to know too much. But Elena's like, I don't care. And Rose is like, all of my friends are dying. <laughs> and then Rose uh, looks out the window because, um, like, we've introduced this new concept in these episodes of tempered glass that UV rays can't penetrate. Um, and she, you know, she says, I used to just come here and watch the day. So we're really selling that Rose misses sunlight, which, I mean, I understand that you would after that long. But they're like, she's really sad. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a real quarantine vibe with Rose. Yeah, it was to see someone just longingly staring out the window and wishing they could be outside. I was like, same girl. And Elena does not care. <laughs> um, whereas I relate to Rose because I tried to go out and do an errand. You guys, someone parked in front of my garage and I told you about it, but... Our listeners have to know. <laughs> yes, let them know. I left a very angry note on their windshield. But it was like a nice note. It wasn't super nice. I'm not glad I'm disappointed note. Yeah. It was an, an hour, so. <laughs> I could, what if they had an emergency? Like, what if someone was sick? I don't want to yell at them then. But also it was an hour and they had their hazards on, so they knew they weren't supposed to be there. You should have thrown a rock at their window. Look, if they're still out there when we're done with this podcast, maybe I will. <laughs> I know absolutely nothing about cars, but wouldn't having your hazards on for an hour during the battery? I don't know. I hope so. Just, I want, I want them to suffer, so hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I want them to suffer, so hopefully, but I also want a uh, friend of the show, Michael Chasen, to be able to buy me groceries tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sure it will be towed by then, if it's the case. Fingers crossed. Uh, so then, uh, Elena and Rose, um, like, try to get into Slater's computer, but, uh, they don't know his password. And then it turns out there is another person in the apartment with them, and it's this, like, goth girl named Alice, who was, uh, Slater's girlfriend. And she and Rose hug, and Alice cries a bunch. (laughs) Which, fair. Elena's like, and I don't fucking care. (laughs) She's like, I'm trying to do deals here. (laughs) <laughs> Elena the cold hearted deal machine <laughs> um, so then uh, at the Salvatore boarding house Stefan does have something of Catherine's it is the picture of her the iconic so Catherine 1864 photo um, it turns out it was Catherine's <laughs> because Petrova doppelgangers be having pictures of themselves was she just handing out, like, photos of herself to, like, every suitor? 
does Damon also have a Catherine 1864 photo? I hope so. I hope, like, I hope she was just, like, a girl, like, throwing out wallet sizes of her picture. Please. <laughs> I love her so much. Uh, Bonnie is like, I can do this magic thing on it, and I can turn the, I can turn it into ash, and if you blow the ashes on her, it'll, like, incapacitate her for a moment or two. Uh, but in doing the magic, she gives herself a spooky nosebleed, uh, and she wipes it away before anyone notices. Again, somehow they're not noticing this nose. Nosebleeds are noticeable. Yeah, why does no one look at Bonnie's face? Look at her face, you asshole. She's a very pretty girl. And only Jeremy realizes this somehow. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Uh, so then we uh, go into the woods with Tyler and Caroline. And uh, Tyler says, Matt's bumming pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> And Caroline's like, well, it's better for him this way. And Tyler's like, I get that because, like, you can't be honest with him. And it's not fair to be with someone and not let them know who you really are. And uh, that stings for Caroline. Yeah, did you call that, like, that mean or something in the chat, Morgan? I'm kind of like, all right, a little harsh, bro. (laughs) It's the truth. You know it's the truth. It is, but I'm also just like, she's, like, doing her best. Like, please be nice. He wasn't being mean. I was like, let her be mad if she wants. <laughs> he, he was just stating a fact. He wasn't being like Elena, her cold-ass deal-making heart. <laughs> oh my god, I'm looking through our chat to find out exactly what I said, and I do see that, um, uh, there, I do see something exciting. Which, yeah, where did I say? I, def- I definitely did call it mean, which is probably overreacting. I said, okay, Tyler, a little rude. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, you know what, Morgan? Pass Morgan? You get a clean bill of health from me. That was fine. (laughs) Jesus. Jill, why don't you call Morgan a nerd more? Because she's not a nerd. Oh, that's very sweet of you to lie. (laughs) (laughs) But like, like you're a cute nerd, not like a fucking nerd, you know? (laughs) (laughs) This bully over here. I have no PhDs. (laughs) But I do know more about Mystic Falls than uh, Slater. True. Uh, so, yeah, so um, Tyler leads uh, Caroline to the cellar from the old property. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, cool, I know about this. And he's like, you do? And she can't exactly say, yeah, I, like, ate some deputies down here. <laughs> So he leads her down and he's like, I'm assuming this is where Mason was trying to go because there's like all these chains and bolts down here and claw marks on the walls. I think this is this place was used for full moons. And then it turns out there's another diary. The werewolf diary. The werewolf diaries. But it was weird because then Tyler does look at it and say, he chronicled everything, which made me want to call it the werewolf chronicle. (laughs) (laughs) I too wanted to say the werewolf chronicles. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, they, um, they find a, uh, they find like a little, um, USB drive, uh, taped to one of the pages in the journal and they're like, oh shit, we got to look at this thing. And tension builds. <laughs> yes, because we're, now we're going to... The, the Sandwich Boys are heading out, and Jeremy's trying to tell uh, Bonnie that she could get hurt, which she could. He is correct. He's the only one who cares and notices her, her stupid nosebleeds. And she's like, I'll be fine, I promise. And then your favorite part happens, Morgan. <laughs> that Damon has brass knuckles. 
<laughs> well, that and your other favorite part. Oh, where is that? Oh, yeah, that Jeremy decides to steal some of the powder that's going to hurt Caroline by, like, scooping it out with his student ID. Hurt Catherine, but yes, you said Caroline. Oh, ah, Catherine, Jesus. Uh, and it's deeply funny. Yeah, this scene is great because Damon has brass knuckles and Jeremy uses his student ID to transport death powder. It's, uh, it's, it's a fascinating scene. I love it. I want a pair of brass knuckles. I think it'd be cool to have. I support that. I feel like it'd be dangerous if you had brass knuckles. You wouldn't be happy knowing that I had them? I wouldn't, like, I feel like you wouldn't, might hurt Michael. No, 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 no. He'd be very safe. Or you hurt yourself. Look, that I might do, but uh, I would definitely not hurt Michael. I would keep him safe. <laughs> Jill, you want to get brass knuckles as well? And we could just, like have brass knuckles now i'm literally already looking them up <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, uh listeners if you guys have a uh, good brass knuckle recommendations uh please let me know uh so anyways yeah they agree to do their they they all do their plans <laughs> they're fools i love them so then over at slater's residence um <laughs> Uh, Rose is trying to comfort Alice and she's like yeah she found him just a couple minutes before we did so she's very scared but Rose is like she's overreacting and Elena's like wow that's not very sympathetic of you and she's like no she's crying for herself she didn't care about Slater she only dated him long enough to see if he'd turn her and Elena's like oh okay cool (laughs) (laughs) Elena's like now it's my turn to be cold to to this girl (laughs) And Alice is like, you look familiar. Did you know Slater? And she's like, no, I'm trying to uh, meet Klaus. And Alice knows all about Klaus. And she's like, doubtful. Uh, He does not want to be found. And she's like, do you know Slater's computer password? And Alice is like, are you for fucking real? Like, my, I just saw my boyfriend's corpse. And she goes, I get it. Do you know his password? (laughs) Uh, and Alice is like, what the fuck? And Elena says, what if I could convince Rose to turn you? <laughs> deals herself. Yeah, and this was officially where I was like, Elena, stop making deals and start making torture. Yeah, this was a time for torture for sure. Um, Elena's like, will you show us all the files then? So then we get on the computer because um, her because his password was Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Which, same. <laughs> And they're like, oh, no, someone's been here. The drive is totally wiped. So, like, whoever killed him probably did that. But everything's backed up on a remote server. Ooh. Ooh. So then Rose pulls Elena aside and is like, you know I'm not fucking turning her, right? And Elena's like, yeah, but she doesn't. Oh, Elena, see, you can't make these deals and then be like, well, I'm not going to actually follow up on these deals that's like bad deal making deeply rude so um they so they find a contact that was like you know a middleman to get to elijah and they hope that they can use it to get to klaus and uh elena says call them say that the doppelganger is alive and she's ready to surrender and rose is like, <laughs> what the fuck and elena's like yeah bitch i crave death <laughs> <laughs> she's like yep it's either me or my family so which is valid but um Alan's like oh shit you're the doppelganger type <laughs> which i love so Alina, she is getting klaus's attention god that seemed uh, very death wishy yeah what are you gonna do <laughs> and so then alice says cool cody's on his way and he really wants to meet you <laughs> 
God, Cody. Ah, yes, Cody, the ancient one. (laughs) How old do you guys think Cody is? (laughs) Cody. Cody, the original, original. Probably like 700. (laughs) Uh, So then at the tomb, Jeremy shows up with his student ID full of stun juice. (laughs) And uh, Catherine is like, LOL, (laughs) how fun you're here. He's like, I'm here for the Moonstone. Yeah, the Moonstone. It's very popular today. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's so funny. She's like, come in here and get it. And then uh, Jeremy like pulls a steak gun out and shoots her in her tummy and uh, shoots the powder at her. And he runs in, but she does not have the stone on her. <laughs> uh, oh, Jeremy. Uh, so then he has to like run around the uh, crypt trying to find it. And then Catherine wakes up and immediately starts eating him. It's great. Jeremy, uh, like, finds the moonstone and, like, tosses it out of the tube. <laughs> so at least there's that. So now in the woods, uh, um, Bonnie's like, I had to get the grimoire from home, um, but let's do this. Uh, Rose calls and is like, hey, Damon, please don't be mad at me, but you need to come to Richmond now. <laughs> I do wonder how close is Richmond to Mystic Falls then? I don't know. It got like an hour maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but I do love that he literally just bails on Bonnie and Stefan and doesn't even tell them that he's leaving. <laughs> Please know that we're at a point where I'm so deep in this. I was like, cool, I'll just Google Maps how far it is from Mystic Falls to <laughs> <laughs> I am so dumb because I was waiting to be like, oh, yeah, how far is it? (laughs) You guys. Where is your brain? Where is my brain? (laughs) Nowhere. Um, So then they get into the tomb and they're like, wait, what the fuck? The moonstone's out here. (laughs) And then Catherine shows up with like a Jeremy delirious from blood loss. I love it. And uh, she's like, don't worry, he's wearing his ring, so no matter how many times I kill him, he'll just keep coming back. <laughs> I love that. That is great. It's going to give you, like, an endless supply of blood, right? If you, like, just c- keep draining him over and over again? Look, a human with a supernatural blood ring, a supernatural ring on would have been a great thing to bribe her with. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, imagine, like, just losing all your blood, and then it, like, fills back up because you got the ring on, and that's... <laughs> funny to me it's pretty funny (laughs) uh okay so then back at the martin's residence uh jonas has laid out all of the shit he stole from a child (laughs) and uh decides to uh do a spell to find elena and uh now we can talk about the photo uh, morgan uh it's the fucking photo of elena in her cheerleading uniform again just like why do y'all, why do you guys all have pictures of yourselves? <laughs> and like framed pictures of yourself. <laughs> yeah, I got this cool framed picture of just me. <laughs> and uh, witches are just using them all for spells. And you, you, you said like, uh, the, like the vein streak like runs in the Petrova family or something. I definitely did say that. I did lose my, I, I'm, wow, I'm looking at the chat and I'm out of control. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yelling give her the D um, <laughs> oh my god The me- oh this was where I was very glad that he had not stolen the memories picture frame 
Oh, this is where I said that if Elena notices that this picture is gone, she is as vain as Catherine. <laughs> like if she's like look in her bedroom one day and she's like, something's missing. It's that picture of myself in my champagne uniform. <laughs> Which, why wouldn't she get rid of that picture anyway? Like she's not a cheerleader anymore. Better times. <laughs> Uh, so then, um, back at Slater's, uh, Elena's, like, looking out the window, and then suddenly, like, her reflection is Elijah. And she's like, what the fuck? Magics, that's what it is. That's what the fuck. Yeah. So then, um, Elijah, who's hanging out with the Martins, is like, cool, I know exactly where she is. And he's gonna get her in Richmond, which is not that far, we guess. (laughs) Uh, so then we were back to the tomb. And Stefan's like, what the fuck? Where's Damon? <laughs> and Bonnie's like, we can't wait. We have to get Jeremy out of there. And Stefan's like, well, she's fucking strong again. She had blood. And Bonnie's like, it's cool. We still have the ash. Um, do you think we can get close enough? And Stefan says, well, I don't have a choice. So Bonnie starts trying to do the spell. Yeah, she's all like, best mottos. So, you know, it's, that's like shit's going down. Hell Yeah. Uh, and then uh, in the Martin's apartment, uh, Luca gets home and he says school was riveting. <laughs> um, and then uh, Bonnie uh, starts uh, channeling Luca, which uh-huh. does it seem like it's on purpose or an accident? I think it's on purpose because I think that that's her plan. Basically, she's like she knew she wasn't going to be powerful enough. So she's like, I'm going to do some channeling. But it's pretty funny. Yeah. And she was holding his necklace. Oh, yeah, so then, like, Luca's dad is like, hey, you seem deeply unwell. <laughs> and uh, Ben's like, no, it's nothing. Uh, then um, we're at Caroline's house, and we're going to watch whatever is on the flash drive. And it turns out it's a video of Mason. Mason's back. Aw. Yay, but also aw. It was so nice to see him, even though it was very sad. So it turns out Mason taped his first transformation and uh spoilers it's real bad guys yeah uh being a werewolf seems like it sucks i don't want to see that happen to tyler i'm sorry jill (laughs) i don't want to watch that (laughs) (laughs) like it fucking sucks it's really sad um mason straps himself down he drinks diluted wolfsbane uh but like it felt like drinking battery acid according to his werewolf chronicles um and he said like he kept thinking he'd black out and not feel it but he never did Mm. and so yeah it's fucked (laughs) it sucks and it's like we were saying before Taylor Kitty is just so good at like acting the pain of all of this. So it like it's very painful to watch this. And then Tyler crying like while watching it is uh, it's a lot. And uh, Jill, do you want to talk about Tyler and Michael Trevino now? I am I am blinking. Not a pilot. What is the is it a conductor? I think it is a game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am the conductor of the Trevino train at the moment. <laughs> um, I want to see him in everything. I love him with my entire heart. Hell yeah. You do know that back when Revenge was on the air, they were trying to do like a, a spinoff starring Trevino that didn't go, right? I did not know that. Um, now you know that. Heartbreaking? Why did it not happen? 
I don't know, but it did not happen, and I'm sorry. Huge bummer. <laughs> you should start watching Roswell. He's a lead. I should. I'm beginning yeah. to watch that, so maybe that'll that'll be my next show. Oh, what a guy! What a guy! Yeah, I've I've watched the first few, and like, and I think Trevino's great in it. Yeah, and he also gets to be Mexican. Yeah, which is great. Uh, so Tyler basically like looks at all this. Like we find out in watching this, this is like this video of Mason like writhing in agony is like five hours long. <laughs> no. He can't do it. He says, whatever it is, whatever that was, I can't go through that. And it's pretty devastating. Yeah. That really sucks. It's not nice. Being werewolf is bad. Yes. Uh, So then Damon shows up to uh, pick up a child from her scheme. (laughs) He is like, Elena, what in the fuck are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> and then he has the gall to be really mad at Rose in this scene. <laughs> and then she's like, you said you understood, though. And Damon's like, she lied. <laughs> uh, Alice then pipes up. She is so excited to see Damon Salvatore, which, same. <laughs> Big mood. <laughs> Big old mood. You guys are a couple of Alice's. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so Damon's like, come on, Elena, we're leaving. And she's like, no. <laughs> and Damon says, you don't get to make decisions anymore. And Elena says, when have I ever made a decision? You and Stefan do that for me. Damn. Which is pretty dope. She's like, look, I don't want to be saved. Not if it means Klaus is going to kill every single person I love. And Damon says, get your ass out that door before I throw you over my shoulder and carry you out myself. To which we both said hot. (laughs) I mean, she's basically saying to Damon, I do not want to be afraid. And he is not listening to her. uh, Sing cut by plum by Elena. (laughs) And uh, then she tries to punch him and he grabs her fist. Their faces get real close. Oh, man. Uh, I know you guys were overwhelmed. I actually really did not like all of him, all the parts of him grabbing her forcefully in this episode. I was very uncomfortable with it. That is really fair. Um, yeah, your mileage may vary on this. Um, I, I, if I were Elaine, well, no, that's not fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if I were Elena, I'd be like, no thanks. But um, I can't say that uh, with any certainty. (laughs) But I can understand in a similar situation, if a uh, less hot person was doing that to me, I would probably be really mad. I'm just like, this this super-powered adult man should probably stop forcefully grabbing a child. And he clearly hurts her when she's, like, trying to, like, hit him, and he grabs her, like, her fist. He's trying to save her life, not to be a devil's advocate, but he's genuinely trying to save her, and she's not cooperating. (laughs) But she's trying to save him and everyone in her life. Yeah. (laughs) She is, like... Doing, doing very clear-eyed, I would agree, and he is um, instead like standing in direct opposition to her attempting to use her agency. Uh, but you know, there it's uh, they're they're they both feel strongly about it. Okay, listen, maybe maybe it's bad, but I found it 
incredibly hot. And that is a me thing. That's a me issue. (laughs) I will agree that I similarly found it problematically hot, which we'll go back to when we um, had the, uh, when we were very horny for blood addicts. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We've all been problematically horny on this podcast, uh, especially then. So like, it's, I'm not judging you guys, but yeah, it did make me very uncomfortable. That is uh, so fair. And I am uh, sorry if us being um, crazy horn dogs about it is weird for you. (laughs) Although I don't think, I don't think we've been, you guys have been as problematic as we were on that episode. Uh, so, I, which I still need to edit and see if I can make it so, so we don't get canceled before we even air this episode. Um, if we were canceled on that episode, I just want to say I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Paul Wesley's hot. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't apologize for knowing that Paul Wesley's hot. Because I think well, also the difference there is that like, for, like physically he wasn't like directing anything at Elena until like at the end, and it's like oh this is the problem obviously. Whereas right here it's just directly Damon like doing something physical with Elena. Yeah, but to be fair, uh, Stefan is doing something physical to someone we don't like as much. <laughs> like, well, well, that's why it's good. <laughs> so I mean, because yeah, like Damon does this kind of stuff to like. Catherine and it's good but like they're also like on an equal level like Catherine is stronger than him this is just controlling a child yeah it's not great um but also hot question mark please let us know what you think (laughs) we're gonna have to have like we'll do a twitter poll (laughs) I'm gonna ruin it for you guys right now and I'm sorry uh so imagine if it were Jeremy doing it to Bonnie ew (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a no thanks for me and that's definitely the original thing that you said and we didn't cut something out <laughs> I definitely didn't say anything worse you can't prove <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm so sorry <laughs> I feel like we're in cancel corner <laughs> <laughs> should we just rename the podcast cancel corner <laughs> cancel corner um no but it is it is a feature on our show for sure it it really is and i don't know how we get to these places Uh, because i think this show provokes certain conversations (laughs) (laughs) we had i feel like a very good conversation about race in the vampire diaries and then we got to this part Look, we're doing our best. Um, I'll get us back on track. Okay, so we're in, uh, we're back in the tomb. uh, And um, Catherine is truly just like dragging Jeremy around like a rag doll, which is bad. Um, And I definitely didn't laugh. Uh, And um, uh, Jeremy is very worried about Bonnie doing this magic. She she says to Steph, he says, Stefan, you have to stop her. Bonnie's not strong enough. Uh, and is this where Catherine casually elbows him in the face? I think yep, that might and be you loved it. It is an incredible bit of physical comedy. I think it's I think it's in the next scene. Yeah, because he keeps oh. So uh, Catherine's like sees um, her, you know, Bonnie's spell intensify and is like, yeah, maybe she is strong enough. 
then um, <laughs> Luca's dad finally is like, what the fuck is happening to you? You are grimacing and like making noises and shit. And he's like, ah, fine. Bonnie Bennett's cha- uh, channeling me. <laughs> and he's like, you would let her do that? And it seems like an after school special for a second in a way that I like. He's like, you told me with, to bond with her, so I bonded. And then he like is like wailing in pain, and his nose starts bleeding. Luca is kind of a dummy, and I, I think I like that about him actually. Yeah, he's he's stupid. He's a dumb teenage boy. So then, um, Bonnie's nose starts bleeding as well as she's doing the spell, and Stefan like walks over to her and is worried. And Jeremy's like, "You have to stop her!" And then Catherine elbows him in the face. <laughs> But it's very funny because she does it without looking. It's a it's a really good moment. It's it's good uh, acting, <laughs> elbow acting, impeccable bit of physical comedy. Uh, and then Stefan is like, Bonnie, cut it out. Uh, so then uh, Luke is just like doing even worse. <laughs> Bonnie faints like Stefan is trying to shake her awake she's like Bonnie wake up Bonnie and Catherine's like yeah wake up I'm still stuck <laughs> which is incredibly funny Bonnie comes to and she's like oh no it didn't work I'm not strong enough like even with help I can't do it and she's really sad and then Catherine who has absolutely no sympathy is like ah too bad but I'm still real hungry and she makes a big show of like being about to chomp down on Jeremy and then Stefan uh, cannot not be a hero and runs in and uh, you know yeets Jeremy out of there and um, <laughs> saves the day yay <laughs> that's kind of how I feel <laughs> I'd say yay because I'm very I'm happy for Catherine because she's like ha 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 I'm stuck yeah. in with Stefan <laughs> She gets the boy she wants, but like, I mean, she saved, he saved Jeremy, so yay. Yeah, I would rather Jeremy be alive, and um, Stefan can handle being stuck in a tomb with Catherine. It's not that bad. Jeremy could be alive, it's just like he needs to stay away from Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think when I originally watched the show, I was like fine with like Jeremy Bonnie stuff, but now I'm just like, Jeremy... You're an a little bit. I think I was okay with it at the time just because I, I like the two of them having a lighter plot line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to, I wanted them both to be happier. Um, yeah. Just, um, I, th- I think, you know, it's a convention of the show. Like I said, like, you know, you mm-hmm. know, they can't each have a guest star love interest. That is nice. So they decided to just mash them together. And I think it doesn't fully work. And, like, because even in theory, it will make them both happy or, you know, there will be in relation, it'll be happy. But like, it doesn't seem to just even at this flirtation, it doesn't seem to be making either of them happier. It doesn't. I, I honestly would rather see Matt and Bonnie together if we were going to have her be with someone in the show. I don't think Bonnie and Tyler, I don't see it working. Have they met? Yeah, well, I don't think they've met. Um, oh wait, no they they made they met at Halloween. Yeah, uh, yeah, in their costumes. Yes. Yeah, uh, but I I feel like I could see her with Matt because Matt's sweet and Bonnie deserves someone sweet. I feel like though, if uh, Matt dates all of Elena's best friends, that's a, a weird thing though. That's the problem. That's a red flag. 
Um, anyway, uh, as we as we go back, uh, we go to Caroline's house, and um, she's like, maybe we shouldn't read this journal anymore. <laughs> and Tyler's like, well, what did you see? And she and he reads that it says like un- unimaginable pain. I thought it would never end. It was the worst night of my life. Yay! No, and also. Tyler's drinking brown liquor. Hell yeah. Uh, at Caroline's house. Did they like raid uh, Liz Forbes like liquor cabinet? Or did he bring it along? I'm wondering if Stefan gave her a case. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, he and Damon are going to like Costco to get that shit because they drink it in bulk. <laughs> they do. And it's like, well, okay, Caroline, this is for the cravings. They just plop a big case on her bed. <laughs> Oh, I hope. Um, so Caroline says, you know, like the one perk is it seems like, you know, the more you transform, the faster it'll get. So if you can just get through the first time, <laughs> I love her for that. I love her so much for that. And Tyler's like, wait, why are you helping me? We have never been friends. And Caroline's like, that's not true. I've known you my whole life. And weren't you, Morgan, weren't you in the chat, like, unlike him and Elena? Yeah, who are best friends. <laughs> Uh, so Caroline says, look, you just seem like you kind of need it. And it's a really nice scene. Like, uh, she says, you know, like I was alone when I turned and I didn't have any control and I killed someone and I don't want that to happen to you. And I'm like, well, Caroline, you are late. He has already killed someone. I mean, but he killed Sarah. Like he was being pranked. That's different. That is a prank killing. I will agree. (laughs) Do you think our listeners appreciate what we consider pranks? <laughs> uh, do you think, yeah, I think that we talk a lot about pranks and I think that we're right too. <laughs> uh, I love to drink with my friends at the masked ball with no prank elements. <laughs> uh, so then something happens that I cared very deeply about, which is that Matt shows up. He says that he was trying to drive home from work and he just kind of found himself here because he misses her. Aw. And Caroline's so happy. And then Tyler um, makes his presence known and Matt is sad. And that's what we call an alpha, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Joe, how long have you been wanting to say that? <laughs> that actually just came to me, but I'm pretty proud of it. <laughs> I'm very proud of it. Uh, so now the battle lines are drawn because we know that Morgan is team Matt and Jill. <laughs> you're obviously team Tyler. Um, they're friends. I don't know why they have to compete, but if they're competing for Caroline's affections, then yes, I am team Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Their love is pure and I will not let, I will not, I will not back down. But as Tyler pointed out, he doesn't know the, tr- like Matt doesn't know the complete truth about Caroline. So it could never work, Morgan. Whereas Tyler kind of knows the truth. Yeah, Tyler knows a little bit of the truth. He knows more than he Matt. He knows more of the truth than Matt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the Trevino train is steamrolling you, Morgan. Matt knows who Caroline is. Isn't it more important for him to know the truth of, that they like found together late at night watching <laughs> <laughs> bonding over parental neglect <laughs> like <Boo>. Caroline <laughs> I will say that Caroline seems like the kind of girl who does just want like a nice boy and not someone who will toss her across the room um, <laughs> so in that sense 
I guess she'd be better with Matt, but I am full on a Tyler fan, so. Fair enough. I I don't, I'm not like horribly against uh, Caroline and Tyler. Like I I really am fairly agnostic. If, If Caroline is happy on screen, regardless of who she is with, I am happy. So, um, yeah. yeah, so we'll, we'll see as things go on uh, and we'll see how you feel. I think there's a, there's another Caroline ship that's a coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. The, the Caroline ships, there's one that I don't consider a ship, but like they tried it. Yep. <laughs> oh, uh, Jill, I, I think it's going to lose her mind at that one. Some people would fight you on not considering that a ship. <laughs> Oh, wait, I wasn't even talking about that one. Oh. I was talking about what in the world? <laughs> we'll talk about it another time. Um, <laughs> I did want to go back. We had an important thing in the chat, which is when we were talking about how painful Mason's transition was. Jill said, I don't want that to happen to Tyler. And I said, it's not something I would wish on Jeremy. <laughs> like, <laughs> that. And then I said, not even Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> poor sarah she died as a prank be nice <laughs> oh my god i'm i'm again i'm so sorry for being uh deeply feral in this <laughs> anyways uh so then we go back to slater's um damon is like let's get the fuck out of here but then uh Co- the the dreaded cody shows up <laughs> Cody, who we quickly learn has no actual ties to Elijah, but he's like, I, I guess I'll find him. Yeah. So Elijah's like, who the fuck are you? Fair enough. Um, Elena's like, cool, thanks for coming. I'm going to submit myself to die. And Damon whispers to her, I will break your arm, which I agree. If you don't feel comfortable with, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but very hot. <laughs> Some of us find it hot. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm like, it, I'm like, if Damon told Rose he wanted to break her arm, like I'd be all in. But it's like him telling Elena he wants to break her arm. Like it just makes me feel weird. That's so fair, and I respect you. If he told Jeremy he wants to break his arm, of course, go ahead. I would laugh. <laughs> uh, so Elijah shows up, and uh, Cody's like, "Who are you?" And Elijah says. I'm Elijah, which, true. (laughs) And Cody's like, oh, cool. We were going to bring her to you for Klaus. Um, And Elijah's like, oh, great. Does anyone else know you're here? And Cody says, no. He says, great. You've been incredibly helpful. And he rips both their hearts out of their chests and then casually drops them to the floor. Rose zoops the fuck out of there, which is smart. Yeah. She drives all the way back to Mystic Falls. Good on her. And then uh, Damon and Elena are like, oh, shit. Because Damon's like, hey, I thought I killed you. Whoops. He's a special vampire, Damon. Yeah, and then Elijah zoops out of there, too. So it's just Damon and Elena left, which is pretty weird. (laughs) Huh. What's that about? Yeah. Then, back over at the Martin residence, uh, Elijah is talking to Jonas. And uh, he's like, yeah, I was able to track her. Had a little run-in with one of the brothers that killed me. And Jonas is like, so you killed him? And Elijah's like, no, I spared him because he'd die before he let anything happen to her. Both of them would. So she'll be safe if I leave her with those brothers. 
Oh, yes. Elijah's very good at plans. He's the opposite of Damo that way. Jill, how do you feel about um, a vampire character who's good at plans? I'm into it. I, I do have a... Is he is he good? Who knows? Because <laughs> he wa- if he wants her safe, I mean, seems like he might be good. Well, Jill, let me explain a little thing about the Vampire Diaries, uh, which is sometimes um, you and your enemy have the same goal, and sometimes because <laughs> of that, you will make a deal. <laughs> you heard about deals, Jill? You heard about deals? <laughs> you heard about a deal? And that deal does not make that person your friend, but it does make them your ally that you must be close to and exchange bitter but witty dialogue with. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the foundation upon which this show lives. And I love it more than anything. <laughs> Yep. And that's why we're so amped all the time. I love deals, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh my god, I love this. I love it so much. So then, unfortunately, we have a Jeremy and Bonnie scene. Bonnie is taking Jeremy home, and he's like, I don't need an escort to my room. And Bonnie destroys him by saying, oh, I don't know, between here and upstairs, there's still time for you to do something stupid. She called him out, and you know what? She's right. Yeah. Jeremy slapped the fucking Band-Aid right on his neck wound, which, clean that out. Neosporin it. You were in a cave. You were dropped in that cave. Dirt got in there. Be smart. He's a dumb boy, and, and like, Jenna's not teaching him these things, so... Jenna should not have had to teach him this. He should have been taught this by his mother and his father. Oh, wait, his father, a doctor. (laughs) So anyways, um, like Jeremy's like, you should never have tried this spell. That's why I did this. And she's like, I didn't have a choice. And he's like, neither did I. And he says, I didn't want you to get hurt. To which Bonnie replies something I deeply agree with. Look, Jeremy, you can't feel that way about me. And that's that. Um, but also, Bonnie's all like, I had to do this. I had to do this. Hey, Bonnie, why don't you get the contact information for your cousin Lucy or any of your other witch cousins to get your help? And why don't we ever see Lucy again? Why won't anyone answer the question? I would have liked to have seen Lucy again. So um, basically, Jeremy says something here, and I'm going to do a crazy thing and support Jeremy. Uh, which he does say, like, please don't act like this is one-sided and I'm some kid with a crush on my sister's friend. Like, one, you could have died today. And two, like, obviously, like, both of us are feeling stuff. Yes. Um, (laughs) I don't like it, but I don't disagree that canonically it's mutual. (laughs) We're We're talking canon now? We're talking canonically. Whether or not I believe the chemistry that is happening, it is mutual chemistry. I feel like I believe it, but I don't like it. Both of them are selling being horny for the other, but it's when they're in, um, it's when they're together. (laughs) No, thank you. So then he tries to kiss her and she says, no, thank you. And he walks away, which I appreciate. Consent's important. Yes. Speaking of... We see Damon and Elena out on the kissing porch. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Elena, he's like, makes a joke about her ride bailing on her. (laughs) Uh, And Elena's like, you know, she was just scared. 
she like didn't mean to run and damon's like uh she did she's been running a while and elena's like yeah can you believe elijah's alive and why do you leave us alive <laughs> so um finally damon's like hey what you did today was stupid and elena says the only thing stupid was that i got caught <laughs> she's learned no lesson yeah she's like i like i don't question why you and damon and everyone else try so hard to save me you shouldn't question why i would try to save you which is really fair like bonnie is constantly like please let me die so that elena should live even if it's not like necessary for the plan (laughs) and same with damon and same with Stefan, and she's just like like, she really is in a situation where she might need to die or everyone else will. And she's just trying to plan it out. But whatever. What do you guys, how do you guys feel about this? I mean, she wants the D. Give her the D. Gotta have that D. Yeah, I mean, couldn't he just, like, turn her? Would that solve the problem? I mean, it would, but it also would piss off Klaus, as it, as it did for Catherine right. and the whole thing. Then right. she has to be on the run forever, and her family is at risk. See, and that's why I would immediately die in all of these situations. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would, were I Elena, and I wasn't interested in making a TV show with interesting drama, <laughs> I would sit Aunt Jenna, Alaric, and Jeremy, and Stephanie and David, and Caroline, and Bonnie, and everyone down, even my best friend Tyler and Caroline, and I'd be like, here's the deal. These are our two options. We all go on the run, (laughs) or I die. And I'm cool with either. (laughs) But also, uh, Morgan, you said here's the deal, which means here's the D, obviously. (laughs) Here's the D. She wants the D to make a deal. Um, Elena was doing a lot of Ds. (laughs) Uh, And then we'd vote. (laughs) And Jerry would be like, wait, what's going on? (laughs) And as would her best friend, Tyler. Yep. And I'd be like, do you just gotta pick... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then we move on from there. Um, so then Jeremy um, opens the door and sees them out on the kissing porch and is like, you should check on Stefan. <laughs> and so they go to the tomb. Yes, they go to the tomb and like Elena's going to go into the tomb and Damon's like, what the fuck? So this is the one time he grabs her that I think is pretty fair. Yeah. He's like actually stopping her from physically going anywhere as opposed to like possibly getting the D. Yeah, she's going to like run to her death and he's like, what if you didn't? <laughs> so she's mad. She's like, how could you do this? And Damon's like, I'm safe. Like, how could I let this happen? Like, I was saving you, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he left for Richmond without telling them he was going anywhere. Which is rude. So Lena's mad and is like, you didn't have to go after the Moonstone. And Damon's like, it was the right call. And she's like, right call? How is any of this the right call? And she gets really mad, which uh, is super fair. And she hits Damon. Um, and uh, like, he's like, are you done? <laughs> Stefan can hear all of it. And it's a real bummer. And uh, Elena tries to go in again and he blocks her. And uh, she leaves, and then Damon and Stefan have a conversation, and this is very boy corner. Like, they have a good boy moment. Yeah, uh, Damon says, uh, uh, of all the idiot plans, I'm like, well, you would know, Damon. <laughs> and Stefan, to Stefan, to his eternal credit, just says, 
Yeah. <laughs> and Damon's like, oh, that's fine. I'll find a way to get you out. And Stefan's like, yeah, I got it. Barney's at the Moonstone. Figure out how to, you know, de-spell it. And Damon's like, you're fucking martyring yourself. And I get partnered with a semi-competent witch. Wonderful. <laughs> Rude. So Stefan says, keep Elena away from here. And Damon's like, yeah, that'll be easy. And then <laughs> Stefan says, promise me that no matter what happens, you'll protect her. And Damon promises. And it's nice. And he leaves. And then Catherine says, that right there was the biggest mistake you've ever made. <laughs> Cut to titles. The end. Time to fall in love. <laughs> Stefan's, uh, yeah, while the while the Stefan's away. Yeah. And 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 Elena have not really gotten back together officially. Elena's single now, Jill. Yeah. Fuck yeah, let's go. Tyler, it's your moment. Oh my god. <laughs> Jill, would you be down for Tyler and Elena as a couple? Realistically, no, but I just want to see Tyler happy and like in love and and happy. <laughs> <laughs> now that he's your number one boy, uh, who would have ever imagined in season one? What a wonderful boy. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're in for we're in for some fun. I, I agree that these were a little play-setty, but uh, they're still going to be fun. Jill, should we get your rankings? Um, my rankings have not changed from last time. So it's Damo, Tyler, Bonnie, Catherine, and Caroline. Wow. Okay. Crush-wise, uh, tough episode for crushes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I- I mean, I feel like, if, if anything, it's still good a good episode uh, for crushes, these both. If you cannot focus on anything else, you can focus on your crushes. That's fair. Um, I would say for the first episode, it'd be Caroline for just, like, yeeting the door to the side. Hell yeah. Effortless. Um, and then I'll say Damo for the second one. I'm surprised you didn't say Tyler. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm sure he'll have his moment. <laughs> Latoya, do you have yours? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Elijah and his coins for the first episode. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Elena and her deals for the second episode. Sexy. I am going to take both of mine from the second episode because there are no rules. And <laughs> it is and it is Alaric offering Chunky Monkey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could take two from the second episode. I would do Tyler and Damo. And no one from the first. <laughs> it's all just chaos, then. <laughs> yeah. I feel like even if I take two from the second episode, I would still choose Elijah <laughs> because uh, he's ripping out hearts, baby. Oh, yeah, he's ripping out hearts. He's got coins. We love him. We stand a legend. And Jill's confused about him. I still don't get it. I'm sure it'll click at some point, but I still don't get it. I feel like that's what it is because you don't really get what, what his deal is. Yeah. There's a lot of like scenes, you know, like he's show, he shows up and does stuff. But I feel like the real appeal of Elijah is in, like, longer dialogue scenes. Yeah, don't you worry, Jill. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> and he becomes best friends with Tyler. Oh my god, that'd be so f- new. I don't like that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I was just making shit up. I was like, imagine Tyler and Elijah best friends. Mm, that's, I can't imagine that. <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, as always, you can find me at LaFergs on the Twitter. And also, don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes and all that fun stuff. (laughs) Five stars, please. Otherwise, get the fuck out. Yeah, even if you don't like it, just give us five stars. (laughs) Give us five stars and then, like, comment about, like, 
your horniness while listening to this podcast. Yeah, tell us something that makes you horny and feral. Uh, that might be a bad idea. Let's clarify something about the show that makes you horny and feral. <laughs> and about like the bits that we're talking uh-huh. in, in the podcast. And yeah, like do a bit in, in the comments like we do. Do one of our bits. Talk about the D. Yeah, talk about the D in the comments. Tell us what your D is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Morgan, what about you? What are you doing on the social media and such? Yes, you can follow me at Lorgan Mudich on Twitter. Um, I think I'm the same on Letterboxd, which I think I, I think I'm kind of fun on. Uh, on Twitter, I don't know. I'm just like, again, having a full quarantine breakdown and uh, talking about Gossip Girl a fair amount. So check that out. <laughs> I mean, you're probably getting brass knuckles as we all are. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I am on Twitter um, at Jilbo Baggins with two I's instead of two L's, um, doing everything that I can to not tweet about the Court of uh, Thorns and Roses book series. Uh, so if you visit and it looks like I'm tweeting about it, I have failed. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for listening to The Empire Diaries. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.